Welcome to the What I Love About You podcast. I want to tell you three things that I love about you. I love about your smile. You love my smile? I love your smile. I love your laugh. You have a contagious and amazing laugh. I love your beautiful singing voice. Happy Thursday and welcome to the What I Love About You podcast. I am so excited for you to get to hear from today's guest, but I want to give you a little bit of the backstory of how God crossed our paths. So have you ever had a day where you've just been exhausted and you've turned to your phone and social media and just scrolling to try to turn your brain off and just relax for a minute? This day specifically, I just felt like there's not enough time in the day. I'm so overwhelmed. I have so many things that I need to be doing, but instead I'm just going to zone out for a minute and scroll on social media. And I was watching Instagram stories and someone that I follow, you probably know her, Joanna Gaines, shared in her Instagram story a picture of her sister's new devotional book. And the title just grabbed my attention, and it was The Five-Minute Devotional for Moms. And I thought, wow, I was just sitting here thinking about how little time I have and how many things I need to do and how overwhelmed I feel. Could this really be a thing? And so I checked out this Instagram account of this beautiful woman, and I quickly learned beautiful inside and out, named Teresa. I listened to her some of her YouTube videos. I checked out her podcast. I ordered her devotional, and I thought, I want my audience to get to hear from this woman. She has such life-giving words. So I decided to shoot her a message, and immediately she responds with, yes, I would love to be on the podcast. So excited. She jumped on a Zoom call with me while she was waiting in the parking lot. This is true mom life. Mom, Moms, you're going to relate to this. She was waiting in the parking lot as her daughter was in a doctor's appointment. So she's sitting in her car. We're on Zoom, we're chatting, just talking about so many good things, what led her to this place, how our words can really dictate our time, and I cannot wait for you to hear this conversation. Whether you're a mom, whether you hope to be a mom one day, whether you're a grandma, she talks a little bit about being a grandma, there's so much truth and goodness from someone who's learned so much through the different seasons she's walked through. And I cannot wait for you to hear her. Here's my guest today, Teresa. Um, I would love thank you so much for having. I would love to hear about why you chose to write this devotional. I know you have several books, but the latest one, the five minute devotional for moms. What led you to that? Well, that's the great story behind the story. Is it actually wasn't even on my radar. Okay. Like, let's just be real. Um, but I actually got approached by a publishing company and, um, I had submitted a couple of writings and, um, this one, uh, particular representative from the publishing company said, listen, we really have this one particular assignment, so to speak, um, that we just feel like it's your niche and, it's, it's called five minute devotionals for mom. And this is what it entails. And this is what we're wanting to do. Um, this is where, this is when we're wanting to launch it. Um, I mean, literally they had everything laid out and I was just like, 
oh my gosh, this would have been so useful mm. for me as a young mom. Cause now I, I have grown children okay. and I'm a grandma. Oh. And so, you know, I was just like, yeah. And they said, we're not going to actually give this to any other author to submit anything. We, we feel like it's for you. Wow. And, um, I took it and ran with it. And I'm telling you, it led me closer to the father wow. and to see, you know, I, I, I say it like this. I at first was writing for moms mm. when I started writing the devotionals. And then the father's heart just penetrated mine and said, if you write it for women, which is good, it'll be short-sighted. Mm. But if you write it as worship to me, mm. then the women, my daughters will be touched by my wow. heart, not just yours. So and that's where it all began. Wow. That's so awesome. And what I love is the fact that it's so empowering to me. Again, as I'm sitting, scrolling on social media, wasting time, feeling like I have no time to see five minutes. That makes me feel like I can do that. I mean, who doesn't have yeah. five minutes, but I want you to talk right. a little bit about the heart because I've gotten to hear you share a little bit about this. Of, okay. Five minutes but that's not all we're doing necessarily. So what is this, That's right. What is the goal in this 5-minute devotional? Oh, girl, I'm so glad you asked this. Um because I I say it like this, God is not a supplement mm -hmm. to our life. Yeah. He is our everything. Yeah. And so the 5 minutes is really it's that wooing. Mm -hmm. It's like God wooing us to himself and saying, "Just 5 minutes with me, daughter." Yeah. And then once you jump in, it's like you don't want to yeah. leave his presence. Yeah. It's like that it's a it's a beautiful bait. Mm -hmm. You know how he says be fishers of men and he fishes he like yeah, he, he yeah. baits us with that. Oh, it's just going to take five minutes, honey. And one thing I learned about that first five minutes is it changes the trajectory of your day. Yeah. It changes the way you speak. It changes the way you see. It changes the way you even, um, maybe you didn't value something before mm -hmm. and now you value that thing that you'd kind of took for granted mm -hmm. because now your awareness is on him because of the first five minutes that you just took for a moment. And, and I, I remember one day I was like, Lord, I just need your presence. I just need your presence. I just, you know, I have that time with you, Lord. And now I feel like I'm just lost again, you know, mm -hmm. just within an hour yeah. of having time with God. And then all of a sudden your day is, like all jacked up again. And you're just like, wait a second, but I had time with Jesus. And now it's, you know, and the Holy spirit just was so sweet. And it was like this whisper. I could hear, you know, not with right, my audible right, ears, right. But that knowing that intuition, if you want to call it yeah. of Teresa, you didn't leave me in the closet. Mm, that's good. Your awareness stayed in the closet. Wow. But I'm with you right now. So I'm here. I'm fighting your battles. Yeah. I'm here. I've gone before you. When you pray, Teresa, no longer pray from a place of, oh, God needs to catch up with me. Mm. But now pray from a place of, you're catching up to me. Wow. I just need you to hang on to me, yeah. cling to me. And that's what I want this five minutes to be that's about so is how he's gone before us. That's so good. I think it's a way to have eyes to see. The Bible talks throughout scripture about, you know, you know, different verses of Lord, give me eyes to see. 
And I think that there's obviously so much that we miss when we're not inviting God to give us his perspective and his eyes. And I think when we can start our day out with that, it really allows for us to see the little things and the little lessons and the little, the moments of just precious time. I think as a mom, we can very quickly just want to get to the end of the day. (laughs) We want to get to bedtime. I mean, I have four little ones. Um, my youngest just turned three. And so I'm in that stage where some days it's like, Lord Jesus, just get me to bedtime. But in that rush, we can miss the sweet moments. And so having those eyes to see, this is a gift and this is, this is special time. And what can I learn from my kids? And so I love that really it's a starting point. What, you know, what you're offering in this devotional is a starting point to then open our eyes throughout the day. So we come back the next morning. And I think that that's such a beautiful thing. Um, as a mom with older children now, as a grandma, what do you think? I would just love to ask you, because mm-hmm. I always love to find people that are further down the road that have gone before, mm-hmm. um, that were just maybe some wisdom, some things that you wish um, you would have known yeah. when you were in the seat of being a new mom. Is there anything that you would just Absolutely. say you wish you would have known or done differently maybe? Oh, absolutely. There's so many. And and actually it's strewn throughout the book. Okay. And I'm glad you asked because one of the biggest things that I went through as a, um, you know, I'm a stepmom. Okay. And so I feel like I get to wear some different hats that can relate to so many different women. Um, Maybe they don't have their own children from their womb, but they have children from their heart. You know, there's like all these different aspects. Well, my um, quote unquote bonus son, he, um, we raised him from 11 on and he's now 28, has a family of his own, just beautiful family. But I remember being so broken myself that I saw him through broken eyes Mm. and I so badly wanted to see him as my own, Mm. but it was just this, it was, there was a disconnect Mm. and no matter how much time I had with Jesus, everything, it was just like, I didn't let God have those parts of me that needed to be surrendered. And so I would say to every mom, you know, surrender those insecurities, Mm -hmm. those things that you didn't have as a child with your parents. Don't just do things for your kids because of what you didn't have. Like, you know, we kind of overcompensate and we say, okay, well, my parents didn't do this for me. So I'm going to make sure I do this for them. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we have to actually all the time we need to go to the Lord and say, father, you know, I lacked in this area, but I don't want to rob my kids from maybe something that, that I didn't appreciate for my parents that they need, but because I don't want them to have any, any part of my childhood, I kind of rob them from those other things that they need. And so Lord parent, he, I started to take notice after my kids started growing up, how God parented me Mm. and he is the, he's the one we emulate. Mm -hmm. There's mercy and there's kindness. And so one of the things going back to my uh, bonus son is I was always looking for the bad. Mm. Like I was always trying to prove a point as to why I was mad Mm. at him. Oh, see, see what he did. See, see that. And I remember one day the Lord just sat me down, Mm -hmm. said as much energy as you've put in looking for the bad. What if you looked for the good? Mm. 
And so I would say this to every mom throughout your day, don't just rely on hindsight to look back and go, oh yeah, man, I really wish I would have appreciated those moments when the toys were strewn all over the floor or chaos was happening. But literally like if I could go back, I would, I'm going to cry. I would, I would embrace the, the peaceful chaos Mm -hmm. that my babies are alive. They're, they're working out who they are mm-hmm. to be. And it's their first time yeah. being a child. Yeah. And sometimes I, I remember I used to say, oh my gosh, like, why, why didn't you know better? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I look back going, well, of course they don't know better. That's why they have you yeah. to guide them and to, and to direct them. And one of the, one of the things I really wish, I know I'm just kind of like naming a whole bunch. No, it's so good. But you know, saying things like, oh, you drive me crazy or, mm. oh, you're driving me batty yeah. or my gosh, you're just, you know, just all these things that we just kind of flippantly say. Mm. And I realize that I cannot, you know, just because their behavior is affecting me in a way, their behavior is not who they are. Right. And to go, okay, wait a second, listen, honey you are such a great young man. You're such a great young girl, but listen, there's a time and a place for your voice. Mm -hmm. This is not the time. Mm. And that's not how we used our voice. This is how we use our voice and teaching them because sometimes we're like, don't you know better? Well, what did, you know, why did you do that for? A lot of times they don't know why they did it. Mm You know, they're like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay, so next time when this happens, what should we do yeah, instead? Yeah. Like just walking alongside them. And those are some things that I would, you know, just say to a mom mm. as, as you're about to pull out your hair because <laughs> maybe the baby just put poop all over the wall yeah. or, you know, I mean, you, you know, just all the crazy stuff, yeah. you know, is breathe, mm. just breathe. Yeah take a snapshot within your mind in that moment and say, this too will pass. And I don't want it to just go by. I think that's so good. And just thank God for that moment. And it reminds us that we really do set the tone in our homes as women. Yeah. We get to set that tone. And since, you know, starting this podcast and talking so much about life giving words and my kids are a little bit a part of it. They're in the intro, obviously. And they know know, that we have this podcast. But we talk a lot in our home about life-giving words, but it's been this form of accountability because then when I, if I say something, they'll call me out and be like, mommy, that wasn't very life-giving. And I'm like, oh shoot. Now they're like my little accountability partners, you know, like they're going to let me know. But I think so often as mothers, we project, we further project our frustration of your being bad. And a child internalizes that and it's like, okay, well, I'm bad. Instead of saying, you know how to be honest. You, I mean, I say, I say to my kids all the time, I have one that is very creative and has quite an imagination. And sometimes I'll come up with some stories and I'll say to him, (laughs) you are an honest boy. Instead of saying, stop lying, you know, instead of it being like this, you're a liar, you need to stop. No, 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 no. I'm going to speak the truth of who you were created to be and who you can be through God and remind you of that. And the way I've seen him thrive in that, and I even hear him saying it to himself, I am an honest boy. I'm like, 
it allows them to feel mm. empowered instead of like my mom hates me and she just thinks you know this or that you know right and the way that they internalize things I think that's so good and I think it's so important just to remember we get to use our words with our kids to speak to who they were created to be and they may not going back to what we said before what you said before they may not have eyes to see that yet they are so little like you said they've never been in these stages so how can we help them see who we know that they were created to be um as a grandmother that's that's obviously a new dynamic um what would you say to people who are listening that have grandchildren (laughs) and you know you want to be that that you know, just encouragement and source, but obviously you're not the mom. What would you say to the grandma? Yeah. Oh man. I always used to hear grandparents say if there's nothing like this, I'm like, yeah, right. right." (laughs) Oh my gosh. Like there is nothing. Uh, I I mean, I, I I don't even have words to formulate the joy Mm -hmm. of being a grandparent. Um, you know, someone asked me one day, well, what are you going to have your grandbaby call you? And I'm like, whatever he wants to call uh. me, whatever he wants to. And guess what he calls me? He calls me grandpa. Uh. And it's like, what? And they're like, you don't want to be called like Nana or grandma. Yeah, and I'm like, no, yeah. my grandma, what a great name. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, yeah. what a great name. And so one of the things I've learned about being a grandma is to really um, honor my son Mm -hmm. and his wife Mm -hmm. and what they want for it's hard because you're like oh hey baby here's some candy you know (laughs) you you can have whatever you want and you know the thing is is that I want I want it to be where when they pick up their little Nicholas that you know he's He's on the same schedule as they would want him to be on. Like just honoring those things. That's hard because as a grandparent, you're like, woo. And of course there's, there is that, you know, there's that special connection Mm -hmm. where you are going to do things with them that the parents probably won't do. Um, You know, we're getting to take them out and having some of that one-on-one time, but really using that one-on-one time just to speak life Mm -hmm. into them. Yeah. Just to say, did you know that you were created? Like those are the moments that I love getting to have with Nicholas is speaking that life into him. Did you know that you're such an amazing Mm -hmm. nurtured oak tree, you know, and he just looks at me and he's like, you know, and he just has, you know, the Psalm eight reminds me of God's taught them Mm. how to praise him. Mm -hmm. God's taught our children and nursing infants how to praise them. So we need to foster that, Mm, whether you're a parent, whether you're a grandparent. And I think that there's just a greater, um, get to responsibility uh, that we have to, because that's the next generation that the things that we didn't get to do for our kids, we get to do for our grandkids. That's so good. That's so good. You know, not just in the spoiling aspect. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's something we, I hope that answers your question. No. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's something that we so often leave out even with our own kids, you know, having four, there's so much that I've learned 
from one to four, you know, from my first to my fourth. But I often will think like, okay, what, what do I wish I would have, you know, written in the baby book? What do I wish I would have remembered? What do I wish I would have, you know, but not always what are the words I wish I would have said? What are the prayers I wish I would have prayed? Spiritually, let's learn from those things as well. Um, and I'm just so incredibly thankful for the way that you are pouring into women, the way that you've created a space. You And we'll link all of this, but you have a YouTube channel. You have a podcast with your daughter. You have many other books, this devotional. I think it's something that's really going to set the tone, like you said, for our day and allow us to see with new eyes, to see the just God's presence all around us. Um, and I always love to take a minute and just share what I love about the person that I'm interviewing. And I was thinking about it last night and I was like, okay, Kaylee, you got to keep it brief because this, this could be lengthy. But specifically, <laughs> I love that you're reminding us of the gift of time and you're calling us, calling our attention to the beauty of the presence of our creator, that it's not confined mm-hmm. by time. So yes, we have the gift of time. We can give five minutes. But then the rest of our day, we get to be in the presence of God. When we're in the carpool line, when we're making lunch, when Mm. we're feeding the baby at 2 a.m., we get to be in that presence. And you're just bringing that to our attention. You're like this messenger that's coming with good news and saying, hey, you get to do this. And I'm so thankful for that. Mm. I love that you're using your journey and your experiences to break down the walls of isolation that try to surround motherhood. Because motherhood is something for me, I felt like I'm going to become a mom and enter into this cool club where everyone's going to be, you know, all friends. And it became super lonely, super fast. You Mm. can feel so judged. And a lot of that, I believe, is lies from the enemy trying to convince you that if you were honest, no one would understand. But what I found, and I don't know if you can relate to this, is when I say, hey, this is how I'm feeling, I'm honest, so many people go, yeah, me too. Yeah. You create that space. And I love that you're doing that. And I love that you're saying, hey, moms, I know you don't have a ton of time. I know how you feel. I've been there, but let's do this together. And you do. And I love that you're empowering women that are pouring into the future world changers. You're starting at that at the home base and you're pouring into them so that they can then pour into who God has given them and reminding them that God has chosen them to be the mom that they are. And I just am so thankful for the time and energy that I know has gone in behind the scenes, the sacrifice of time with your family, with that grandbaby, the sacrifice of maybe doing fun things to pour into this and to really get to let God use you to speak to women. And I'm so excited to see how mm-hmm. God is going to use this devotional and what he's going to do through it and what he's going to continue to do in your life. And I'm so thankful for your time. And I just, I adore you. And I'm so, so thankful. Kaylee, wow. <laughs> Thank you. you know, what I love is that you conveyed what I was hoping would be conveyed in the hearts of women to just go after God. Um, I, I've said this many times and I'm going to say it until the day that I see my Jesus is that every book I write will not change your life. But it's an arrow to point you to the one who will. That's so good. And that's what your podcast does. Kaylee, I was listening to it last night Mm -hmm. and I thought, wow, she treasures the voice of her children. Mm -hmm. Just to hear it on the opening of your podcast, Mm -hmm. the innocence and the purity. Mm -hmm. Proverbs 18, 21 
life and death, you know, yeah. are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it will eat its fruit. Yeah. Well, fruit has seeds. Mm. And so what are we sowing? And the evidence will come from that. Mm-hmm. We'll see the evidence, yeah. what life does. But from that place, before we can even get to that revelation, because we can do that stuff and unction it mm-hmm. in our own strength and be affirming and all of that. But at the end of the day, until we actually fix our eyes on the Father, life just flows. Mm. You don't have to muster it anymore. You don't have to, Oh, you know, okay, I'm going to speak life. You know, I don't want to, you know, when you get into his presence, it flows. That's what the goal is here. I think for both of us is to get women to a place to get each of us, even ourselves to a place where every moment, not just every minute, but every moment that we're aware, Oh God, you're right here. Mm -hmm. You're right here. And I'm just so grateful to God for you, Kaylee. I appreciate you. It is my prayer that after listening to this episode, you would truly value the time that you've been given and that you would recognize by just starting your day with your creator, it opens your eyes to see him throughout your day. He is walking with you every step of the way in everything that you're doing, whether it's washing dishes driving kids to and from, changing diapers, cleaning the kitchen for the third time, practicing your favorite sport. No matter what you're doing, studying for the big test, God is with you and he wants you to know that. I would strongly recommend that you check out the five-minute devotional for moms. It's so good and it's such a great way to start your day. But if nothing else, value your time. Speak life-giving words about your time. Use phrases like, I get to. I am in control of how I spend my day. I am in control of where I pour my energy. And let's really use our time as the gift that it is.